Welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I do see a lot of like buzzwords, right, with DNI, um, right, that they say like, oh, we care about diversity, equity, and inclusion, um, but they leave it to the people of the company. In the Women Who Code Career Nav segment of our show, you'll hear real-world advice from people who are currently working in the technology industry and personally know the steps needed to succeed. Hello, everybody. You're welcome to the Women Who Code podcast. I am Faith KB Pwene, and I am a front-end developer at Card Consulting Limited, and I'm also a lead at the front Women Who Code front-end track. And today, we have Monica Puerto, an analytics associate manager at Essential Federal Services. And we're going to be talking about navigating a heavily white dominated field as a Latina in STEM and data science. So you're welcome, Monica. Hi, How thank you, you so much for having me. How are you? I'm fine. Oh, okay. Can you tell us um, a little bit about yourself and your career? I'm really curious. What actually drew you to become a data scientist? Yeah, um, so I actually stumbled into it. I started off my major as a journalism. Um, I actually wrote for my school newspaper and I really liked it. But my dad encouraged me to go into business and with immigrant child complex, I (laughs) subjected, Um, even though now I still write like technically, I do a lot of technical writing. Um, so oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I, so I started doing finance, but I didn't really love my, the classes. I wanted something a little bit more, no offense to anyone who loves finance out there, more interesting. Um, so my guidance counselor suggested marketing to me. And I feel like back then there was no woman who code when I did college, sadly. Um, it was only, you know, a little 14 years ago. And um, I think I would have really have loved someone to been to tell me, hey, you love statistics, like you actually like math, maybe you should do um, computer science or information systems. Um, but I think like as a woman, you know, my guidance counselor was like, oh, marketing, like, you'll like that. Oh. And she was semi right in the sense like there were some quantitative um aspects of that i'm not diminishing that um there's definitely like market research and business development and marketing analytics and i really enjoyed that um but i started falling into data science because my excel kept crashing um i was dealing with a lot of data <laughs> so i started learning python and python can handle a lot more data and number crunching um, so I started learning how to code and I took a boot camp and that kind of introduced me into data science. So there was kind of a little bit stumbling into it, um, but I really enjoyed the boot camp. Okay. Wow, that's nice. Awesome. That's an awesome journey. I know you have a master's. So um, I would love to know why and how did you decide to pursue your master's? Yeah, it took me a while, so it, which was interesting going back to school, you know, after probably like 10 years of work experience. Um, right. And like I said, I took a boot camp, but it didn't really show me everything, right? Boot camp's supposed to be short, six to like eight weeks. And it's a very good like introduction um, 
but data science is so broad and also very complex, right? Because it is based off of like, you know, math and stats, which to be honest, like I liked it, but it wasn't like my strong suit. So um, I wanted to understand a little bit more about the intricacies of like the algorithms. Um, and what really pushed me was, I don't know if you've ever read Weapons of Math Destruction by mm. Kathy O'Neill. No, no, no. I, I highly recommend I, I think I have it. To read it. Yes, yes, I will have to know. Yeah, I highly recommend it because it's not very math heavy, right? It's uh, it talks about how algorithms are everywhere. And she talks about she was a financial consultant and she talked about how basically how the models, you know, made that stock market crash back in like 2011 and how we heavily have relied on models since then and that and now that i see and there's this whole sector of um what we call explainability in algorithms so trying to understand like what the algorithm is doing because at the end of the day it's a black box um especially with like neural networks right that just keep getting bigger and bigger but my masters help you know understand the foundations of that so I really wanted to understand um, how the black box is working because it's really important when these algorithms are making decisions for us now, like cars who are driving, you know, by themselves and who gets a loan or not, or who can get out of prison. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of models that touch like every part of our lives. And I really do see an uh, equity gap so kind of like climate change, there are people who are paying the price that are not the ones that are making these algorithms. So I feel like I, I got into that because I, I want to understand more and make sure that doesn't happen, at least in my work. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. So um, statistics shows that um, 26% of computer-related jobs are held by women, just 26 just 26 that's that's like sad for me and that number drops two percent drastically oh when you're talking about hispanic women and and that gets me to wonder okay so like what has been your experience i know you whole you have a whole lot of experience the good the bad the ugly experience <laughs> in tech we all do so what has mm -hmm. been your experience in tech um, so it started off good and I didn't realize that I was in tech um, back. I was doing just data analytics, but now I understand that tech is much more than, you know, just software engineers with hoodies and like heads down. Like it, it's so much more and, and people and and the people participating in that is so much more diverse and can be more diverse. Right. Um, so my first boss was actually a Latina woman, but I was in Miami. Oh, so maybe that's the higher chance of that happening, I guess. Um, but I was so thankful for that because I learned a lot of lessons from her. Um, and one of them, you know, was make sure that the company's investing in you, like don't burn yourself out for someone who doesn't have stake in you. And um, I feel like that's why I see a lot of high turnover in tech. You know, people leave for better paying jobs, growth, recognition, um, better work-life balance. Um, and I definitely, so that's the good. And the bad was, I, I mean, I definitely have witnessed, you know, data boys clubs where I was the only woman and like, I felt small and no one really like cared to ask my opinion and like my contribution. And so I left that place 
Um, and I was happy to see that there are areas in tech that don't look like that. Um, and my next job was more diverse and I was definitely more welcomed and appreciated. So. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And while I'm on this journey, have you found other women, Latin women having the experience like you? Yeah. I mean, I've seen in terms of the bad, I have seen, you know, women being dismissed or not taken seriously or they say something and then it's not actioned on until a man says it. Um, but I also have seen, you know, the opposite. I have seen more allies, especially in like my position. Like I, I do see the people, you know, who advocate for us to have a seat at the table and like care about our ideas and like vouch for us. Um, and I don't see, like we said, 2% of Latinas are in data science or in um, computing. And that makes me sad, but I have seen a lot more people of color in tech than when I started like 10 years ago. And that makes me really extremely happy. Like black women, black girls who code, girls who code, um, women who code. So that's all making a difference. Yeah, yeah. That, that's really awesome. And I'm really happy about that. Just see the, the growth in tech lately. And also, I, I feel really privileged between you because... Uh, Oh, me too. <laughs> uh, and um, I know you have a whole lot of challenges in on this journey. You've mm -hmm. had like challenges, hardships and all that, but you're still here. You're growing stronger. I mean, you're an associate manager. Oh, I'm really, really <laughs> glad to meet you. So I really not, we need to know what are the, some of the hardships you have been able to overcome on this journey? Yeah, I think one of the hardest ones that I had to learn was that um, that the patriarchy kind of hurts us all. And I see oh. like and I see like women, some women kind of like emulating that because I feel like we've been taught that model and that model is wrong. And um, in one instance was um, when I was an analyst, another woman analyst came in and so she was like the second woman analyst. And um, I have been working with this set of data and problems and analyzing them for a while. And she kind of came to me and I, you know, did I subject matter transferred. I, 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 I wanted to share what I, I knew and, and share, um, you know, my knowledge. And at, in the end, after a few, a couple of months, like she just started getting kind of work that was supposed to, well, that was used to be assigned to me in the past. Um, and she had a PhD and I had a bachelor's at the time. And I just felt like that was an opportunity for us to grow together. So instead of kind of like going our separate ways, um, I, I'm very conscious of that. Um, and I don't fault her, you know, cause I, I feel like maybe that's just kind of like women yeah. feel some women feel like they have to stand out cause it's already cutthroat for us enough at times that, you know, they have to prove their worth um and they don't have and they shouldn't have to um so i've i've learned from her mistake even though probably not malicious that i always try to be inclusive and i work with others you know no matter what level because at the end like we don't get better for hoarding knowledge or skill sets from each other yeah well i i just got the key point from what you just said and trying to be inclusive and um that's really nice because when you're working with a whole lot of people you just need to carry everybody together carry everybody along and it's really awesome so that has to 
lead me to another question I'm really going to ask you. As a leader, I know you're an associate manager and then I know you are leading a whole lot of persons. So what are your leadership experience? What has it been? What has it been like for you? Um, also like good and bad. So it, it's getting better though. Um, I do see a lot of like buzzwords, right? With DNI, um, right? That they say like, oh, we care about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, but they leave it to the people of the company. And um, at least like in my company, I see it's tied to our bonus, which is really good. You know, that you should be like rewarding people um, who are also working on that and, and not just like leaving it on their own free time. Um, and at least in my company, the, this press release they just sent out um, in 2021, they just promoted 24% of the women. And then this wow. year they increased it to 37%. So it, it like there are changes um, and I do see companies publishing, you know, their makeup of their teams as, as much as they can to not, you know, um, for PII concerns, let's say, you know, if it's like a small group of companies, it's a smaller company. So I do see companies publishing, I think like Airbnb, like publishes it on their website. And I see other companies modeling that they're being transparent, right? How many women are they hiring? How many people of color are they hiring? Like how diverse is their company? No, oh, that's good. That's awesome. All right. So um what gives you the strength to actually persevere to overcome all these challenges? What actually gives you that drive and strength to persevere? I think it's seeing that there is change. Um, I wish it was faster, right? Like I feel like we're on iPhone 14 and putting like billionaires into space. But I do see changes, like even politically, you know, the last midterm, there are more women in Congress now than ever before. Um, so women like Stacey Abrams gives me hope. Um, and in the tech area, you know, like Dr. Lee from Stanford, who has just pioneered computer vision, um, the CEOs of Women Who Code, Girls Who Code, Black Girls Who Code, the Algorithmic Justice League, who is spearheaded by women as well. Um, you know, teachers at my grad school, the female leadership at my company, my Latina friends who I grew up with, my mom, my sister, like basically strong women, you all around, you know, like representation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I just want to shout out, you know, to the women who code community, because like the DC chapter is very active. Um, and that really propelled me to like have some confidence early on in my career. Oh, that's good. That's awesome. And um, how do you think tech can do better when we are talking about DEI and representation? What do you think they are going to do differently? Um, I think, like I said earlier, you know, take it seriously by measuring it, um, but also making it as important as a revenue goal. Um, I think there's a McKinsey study that cited that there's a positive correlation to the more diverse the company, the more profitable they are. And even though, like, regardless of profit, like, it's just the right thing to do. So, like, taking it seriously, make it a KPI, key performance indicator. Um, and outside of that, of the tech space, I think universities also have a major um contribution and they might not think of it as much um because 
you know, STEM occupations are available and increasing. And there is a study that um, conducted by the Congress Joint Economic Committee that there's not enough students to meet that demand. And I haven't done the study, so could to take this with a grain of salt, but I really do feel that people like teachers at universities are not as you know diverse like I think it really does make a difference to students if the person teaching looks like them um so and the reason why I think it's because you need a PhD to teach right and that's like a very big barrier of entry um and those are people you know who have the time and money to get a PhD so and I'm not saying that it's not important to have experts you know teach but I do feel like it's such as a hard barrier of entry and, and there's benefit from like younger teachers too. Like I'm more exposed to, um, you know, the latest technologies. I'm not saying that all teachers don't do this. I, there's definitely teachers who like keep up to date with technology, but you, as you know, technology changes so fast, yeah. moves so fast. Uh-huh. And when I was in class, like they weren't really teaching the latest and greatest technologies. Like they weren't teaching cloud computing as much um, or using the latest open source packages, but they were focusing on the methodologies, um, which is important as well. So I do feel like universities um, definitely can contribute, you know, to making um, basically the labor force as diverse as possible because they're the ones molding that labor force themselves. Oh, okay, nice. That's awesome. So um I know there are a whole lot of um Latinas outside that will want to um that are looking for a way to get into STEM and data science and um looking at your position, they want to know do you have an advice, any advice for those trying those Latinas trying to get into STEM and into data science? Yeah, I I have a few tips. Um, So one, I think it's definitely create a network and that, and I've seen, yeah, the definitely like the one we're on now, Women Who Code, um, Women in Data, specifically for Latinas, there's Latinas in Tech, Techeria. um, And I feel like these communities are so important because I, I felt like I started um, teaching at meetups conducted by these communities. And I felt more comfortable because I was in rooms where people looked more like me or there were more women. Um, and that gave me the confidence to then go into the more white dominated spaces um, because I already had some practice and like maybe speaking about a subject matter thing um, where I was more comfortable. Um, but like I said earlier, there are allies in white dominated spaces and you just have to find them. Like, look at who cheers you on. And, you know, those, those are the people that, that you should latch on to. Um, and then share your wins online. Like, I feel like a lot of us like to be humble, right? Like we don't want to brag about ourselves, but like you should, you should brag about yourselves. I know you're, I I think I saw your Twitter, like you're very active on Twitter and like, that's great. (laughs) You know, um, I barely post on LinkedIn, but I shared on LinkedIn uh, a couple of weeks ago. I won a, a hackathon um, with a team that I led. Oh, wow. and yeah. And I was so proud of us. That was like the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then lastly, what I'm going to say is, you know, 
after you've like, let's say built yourself up to where closer to where you want to be, you should always like give back, right? Because there, there is lack of representation. So I feel like the more we give back, like the way that you're doing and I'm doing this, right? You know, it's important to see like representation. Um, so I like to teach, I like to do resume reviews, I blog. So I think just the more representation, even though you feel like um, you're not contributing to the space or you, or you feel like you're not good enough, like you are, you know, and the more, the better, so. Yeah, that's good, that's awesome. All right, so um, I would like to know where we can find more about you and your work. Yeah, if, you, if this, you know, inspires you to want to talk to someone about how, you know, to get into tech, or you have similar experiences to what I've just shared. Um, I have a website and you can email me directly or it has a LinkedIn icon that you can click on. So just my full name, monicapuerto.com. And you can find some of my work there and, you know, to contact me, my email is open. All right. So I, I really need to take more, like just get to hear you talk, get to, uh, learn from you but I think this is the much we can take for now and uh, it was nice meeting you it was nice talking to you Monica and uh, for every other person that uh, wants to connect with uh, Women Accord well you can join us on all our socials um, we're on Facebook we're on Twitter we're on LinkedIn and you can join us at Women Who Code and um, thank you, Monica, for joining us today. Thank, thank you, you very Faith. much. Thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. Thank you for listening to the Women Who Code podcast. To find out more about our mission and the work we do across the tech industry, visit our website, womenwhocode.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Code. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel with hundreds of hours of free educational videos. Just go to youtube.com backslash women who code. Thanks again for listening. And remember to subscribe, rate, and comment.